Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Nairi. And we're here to show you the behind the scenes of our fitness journeys. To share the lessons that we've learned along the way. And the things that have helped us grow. To help you thrive in your own journey. Our mission is to inspire, educate and empower you. Welcome to our podcast. Hello, happy Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited for today's episode as always. Um, so today we are going to be chatting to you about not waiting for circumstances to be completely perfect before you do something. So there's been so many times where um, I've kind of, both of us have kind of maybe had hesitancy or resistance in decisions that we want to make and things that could potentially hold us back, like waiting for circumstances to be perfect. But we've taken the risk and taken the plunge, and it has always, always been huge periods of growth when we've done that. So we kind of wanted to share that with you today, with the new year coming and, you know, things happening in the world, and to give you a little bit of inspiration to make those tough decisions. <laughs> so nice. Love that intro. <laughs> You loved it, did you? Thank you. That was a little bit oh, off, but... No, you loved it. Uh, you were great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So do you want to dive straight in or do you want to tell me about your week? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, my week's been uh, really good, actually, since last week. Uh, last week, we were talking about all the stress that I'd been under. And this week, I've been really relaxed and productive. And I've just taken my time with things and I feel a little bit more scheduled. Like I've got my time scheduled a little bit better and um, I just feel like, you know, a bit more structured, which has really been great for my stress levels. So it's been a very fun week as well. I've been doing some wedding planning. Um, I have to remember to not forget that Christmas is coming up as well um, because I've been so consumed in the wedding stuff, but I'm excited because I possibly have a couple of dates that are, are planned for next year for our wedding and just seeing everything in motion is really uh, just liberating to know that I've, I've started, you know. Uh, so that's pretty much how my week's been. Um, I did a little bit of beauty therapy yesterday, finally, <laughs> which is nice. Got a pedicure um, and uh, I've been spending a lot of time with my sister as well. So I've really enjoyed this past week. Um, and I would say that um, my highlight, though, would probably be us structuring our coaching program, like just really putting everything into like figuring out all the ins and outs of everything. And I feel really um, confident with uh, what we're delivering. So I'm really excited to jump into that next year with Hannah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much an overview of my week. Um, how's your week been, Hannah? It's been amazing. I love that you just said that. Like Nairi and I have just literally spent like the last what hour and a half planning out uh, module by module what we're going to be delivering uh, to you in our in our twelve uh, week program, Elevate and Empower. And like when we get into the nitty gritty and like really start to think about exactly what we're going to be teaching and how we're going to be delivering it, like we just get so excited because it's going to be so amazing, and we just can't wait to share it with you. Yes. <laughs> For anyone that comes in, I just did an excited dance. <laughs> <laughs> and what have you been up to? 
Um, basically this week I've literally just been working on the um, Elevate and Empower program, just really getting into like the nitty gritty of the modules and structuring um, what's going to be going where and kind of planning like the logistical side of things. Nairi's been absolutely blowing my socks off with her creative um, <laughs> graphics and stuff on Instagram and I'm like, okay, I need to give something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the great thing. Like we both have different strengths and we're working with those strengths and embracing those things and and that's why it's great to sort of bounce off each other as well because we're not the same person we have different things to give but then we also do have some similarities as well in our vision and our values and that's why we we're so great together <laughs> I love that yeah that's so true that's awesome yeah that's basically been me I've had a quite a chilled week um I can't think of anything big and exciting to tell you. Oh, I did go out on the weekend, like, a lot. Yeah, that's kind of big. That's kind of big. That's massive. Friday night, I went out with the girls. Did not get home till 2 o'clock in the morning. Which oh, my God. Which of for me. Like, I am in bed by 9. And wow. I'm a little old grandma. But, yeah, we went out for dinner uh, and drinks at Darling Harbour. And it was just so nice. Yeah. Um, and then we went clubbing after and then uh, Saturday I had a bridal shower which was beautiful one of my girls is getting married so you know it's the first bridal shower I've ever been to we don't do that in England oh you don't oh we have hen's nights but we don't have bridal showers yet we do I think a little bit of both so the hen's night is just the young'uns and then the bridal showers like all the older ladies can come that's my <laughs> idea anyway <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, no, we don't. Um, and then, so yeah, that was Saturday. And then Saturday night, I hung up with Shadi. That was nice. And I feel like I did something on Sunday as well, but I can't remember what it was. I think, oh, I went to the gym with two of my friends. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's kind of like, it can be a social occasion going to the gym, you know? I mean, not to, um, you know, work your jaw, but just the thought of going with someone to train really hard and you can help each other out you can spot each other if you need as well and just give each other that extra push yeah yeah it was really nice to train with them yeah it was good I love that awesome so I well. want to ask you um about <laughs> I wanted to ask you about a sec this is going to be a get, a get to know each other episode I feel as well like Ooh. for us too because we're going to be like going deep so I want to know, yeah. Nairi, um, what's that kind of some experiences that you've had where you've mm. um, sort of not waited for the circumstances to be perfect. You've took a plunge mm. or a risk and it's worked out in your favour and been a big period of growth for you. For, uh, Hannah, I could tell you at least 10 things. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, honestly, I want to say the thing I want to say first, because it's the most recent Um. I'm going to tell you guys a little story. No one really knows this, actually. Well, we're going to get deep in a minute. <laughs> so when COVID first hit, you know, if you think about back in 2020, March, what I was doing back then was I was nursing. And I did online coaching through a company, um, JPS Health and Fitness, which is in Melbourne. And I was working alongside them just online. I had a few clients with them. And... But I was focusing on nursing because I'd moved back to Brisbane and that's just the easiest way that I was able to just get work straight away. And if anyone knows what nursing is like, it can really 
uh, I guess your health can go downhill pretty quick because all of the night shifts, all of the shift work, um, it's not the healthiest lifestyle because of the type of food that people bring in and there's always treats and things all around um, and just the nature of not sleeping well as well. All of these aspects can really uh, affect your health in a negative way. And I was already in that position where I, I really wanted to be online coach full time, but hadn't gotten there yet. Like I felt like I just didn't have enough clients to be able to just be like, I'm going full time, you know? So when COVID hit, I actually lost work in terms of, I got, I think it was about five weeks from the start of March where I had zero shifts. So the hospital I worked at, it was a private hospital and with private hospitals, because it's not, it's elective surgeries that they're doing um, for the most part anyway, that's most of their income. So they, all of the casuals, they pretty much had no work for. So legally, they didn't have to put us on, at least for that first five weeks. And then after that, things changed. So for that five weeks, I was like freaking out because I was like, I have no income. Like, what am I going to do? You know, I want to do this thing, this online coaching, but I'm not there yet. Like, I just don't have all of the, the clients that I need. So, you know, I went through some uh, reflection and trying to figure out what I was going to do. Ended up starting to get shifts again because the government sort of, uh, I gave, I think they gave funding to all the private hospitals and stuff. So then they started employing us again. And then a couple months later, I was just sick and tired of nursing. And I was like, I can't live like this for the rest of my life. You know, I've done nursing for seven years and I know what the effect of my health and I always feel stressed and I always feel like I've got this um, pressure on me and this responsibility on me. Um, and so I thought, and it wasn't my passion anymore. My passion was health and fitness, like in the, um, the gym type setting, you know, or online, but for gym training and everything, not in terms of medical health. One thing that, that you've always said to me, which has really stuck with me, um, yeah. about why you came in, why you got into fitness is because you want to be a part of the prevention Yes. the cure yes. and yeah that's always stuck with me about like that you are passionate about health but not when it's too late that's what you said to me yes. and that's always stuck with me sorry oh, I love that when you said that yes because I remember in uni they always used to say prevention's better than a cure right and that's not what you do as a nurse you you don't prevent health problems you not necessarily cure them. You kind of put a Band-Aid over it because the person ends up back in hospital. So anyway, I went through this little period of how I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore, but what am I going to do? So I decided to quit nursing. I, I had no, it was almost like the, uh, is it Denzel Washington that says um, like, there's no plan B, it's just plan A. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Burn your balls for sure. Yeah. So it's just like, if you want, truly want something, go out and fucking get it <laughs> in any way, shape or form that you can do it basically. And so that's what I did. I decided to hire a, a business coach because I knew that I couldn't quite get there on my own. So yeah, hired the business coach, went straight into online coaching full time. And I could 
finally like solely focus on it, you know, for the first time in the three to four years that I actually was coaching, I was always on the side with nursing and it's so hard to juggle the two. Being able to schedule your time around like your nursing shifts and everything so you can chat with your clients, that was hard enough as it was. So I finally was able to do everything that I truly wanted wanted to do. But it was because I took that risk and I, I would not be where we are today if I hadn't have done that. I wouldn't have even signed up with Obsessed Gymwear and I wouldn't have even met Hannah and all of these other things that we're going to be doing in the future, especially our coaching program next year in January, that would have never happened had I not have taken that first initial risk. So something shitty happened. I started losing work and I was like, okay, I need to do something. And I realized that nursing wasn't my future. Okay, what am I going to do? I want to do online coaching. All right, let's go and do it you know, just jump straight in and, you know, put my heart and soul into it. And now look at where I am now. I love that. Yeah. One of the things that is just like really coming to my mind is that you just created that necessity. Like you had to make Mm. it work. So you did. And I think that's the problem with a lot of things. Like for example, when I first became a personal trainer, I Mm. had a side job as well. And like, until I quit that side job, I wasn't all in on personal training I and I thought that I was I thought that it was too hard for me to make that my full-time income but actually no it was because I wasn't putting in what I needed to because I knew in the back of my mind I had the plan b I had a cushion to fall back on so I didn't need to but once I needed to that soon changed yep and you can it's not just about like uh, having the time for the clients and everything. It's all about being able to promote yourself and everything and doing all the other aspects of the business that maybe previously we were neglecting, you know, because of the fact that we didn't have the time because we were at another job. Um, and then you get so drained from all of the things that you're doing. And then it's, it's just a slippery slope from there. So jumping into things, leaving your comfort zone, that is where you grow <laughs> in every way. Yeah, I love that story. Thank you for sharing that with us. No worries. So Hannah, I'm curious to hear a a situation um, that you're thinking of that you've grown from. Wow, yeah. Well, so very similar to yours. um, And also I could tell you 10. Um, So (laughs) my PT story is very similar to Nari's. I kind of had a backup plan and uh, I just, in the end, the backup plan uh, became unavailable. So I was as in like, I could no longer do that job. So I just went all in on personal training. And I'll tell you a different story that's uh, not business aligned um, to mix it up a little bit. So mine was coming to this country. So in case you didn't know, I'm from England. (laughs) And when I was 23, I had a boyfriend at the time who I'd been with for uh about well about three four years we've been together and we lived together and everything and um my uncle from Queensland my uncle lives in Brisbane he's actually my granddad's brother so he's my great uncle he came over to England with his wife and um he turned up at my house out of the blue and my mum was on holiday and he was like oh I'm your uncle from Queensland can I come in and I was like oh okay Great to danger. <laughs> yeah I know now I'm like god that story sounds weird but like <laughs> I knew like I didn't realize who it was 
And anyway, he's telling me and my boyfriend all about Australia and how amazing it is and how we should come and give it a go. And I was like, mm, not really keen. Like for some reason, it just didn't, I just didn't feel like it. Like I wanted like, but I had a good job. I was uh, working for a telecommunications company in England. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted a baby. I wanted a house. Like I felt like I was ready to settle down because where I come from, everyone's like, everyone's settling down and having kids and stuff like 24, 25, like really? real early. Yeah. 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 In my hometown, pretty much everyone I know is married kids, like settled. Um, wow. so I was like, oh yeah, I'm ready. Like I thought I'd done what I needed to do and I was ready to buy a house. And then my boyfriend was like, no, no, we should go. We should go. And I was like, okay. Um, so then that, that went back and forth for a couple of months. And then eventually mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you know what? If you want to do it, let's do it now. We'll just go for a month, see how it is. We'll get a year visa. And if we like it, we'll stay. So I quit my mm -hmm. job, handed my notice in. I sold my car, everything. Like got bought the suitcase, was ready to go. It was, we were meant to be booking the flights to leave at the end of March. That was the, the deal. And it got to like the beginning of March. I think my last day of work was something around the 15th. And I was like, hey, we need to book our flights like for the end of March. And he was like, you know what? I don't want to go anymore. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was like, I quit my oh job. My I sold my car. What do you mean you don't want to go? <gasps> he was like, can we just push it back a month maybe? Um, and I was like, what? what? I was like, okay, like if you must, because there was this job that he wanted on the trains and and he was like oh, I want to see if I can get this job and I was like that was not the deal but okay so I was like we'll push mm. it back for a month anyway April came around same thing and luckily work kept me for that month I was like look mm. the, the dates have changed like I'm like are you able to keep me on I know I've handed my notice in but they were really good they kept me for an extra month I didn't have a car which was annoying um and then um I was like okay April came I was like come on we need to book the flights like what are we doing he was like yeah yeah I'm not gonna come and I was like oh my god fuck you Freaking. motherfucker you have to <laughs> let me go along this whole time and I was like you know what I'm gonna go on my own and Good. he did not believe me at all and I didn't believe that he would let me go on my own and he didn't believe that I would have the balls to go on my own so we're both stubborn ass wow. And I was mm. like, booking my flights, don't care what you say. And I booked my flights. And even to the point of my leaving party, all my friends were there, my mum, everyone, all my family. In my head, I still believed that I was not going on my own. I was like, he's coming with me. He's going to surprise me. He dropped me to the airport. And I was like, his suitcase is in the boot. Like, he's fucking with me. He's going to pull his suitcase out of the boot and be like, surprise, I'm coming with you. Of course, you're not going on your own. Nah. I was like oh my god so I remember walking through Manchester airport going through the gate him me crying my eyes out him crying his eyes out and being like oh my god like this is it like I'm actually going to Australia by myself and that flight from when I got on the plane at Manchester to when I got off in Abu Dhabi for the first stop I was a mess because I was so scared like I hadn't actually believed that I would end up going on my own. And to be honest, now I don't even know if I would have had the balls to actually go through with it fully on my own. Had I not believed that he was going to, even at the last minute, I was like, no, his suitcase is in the boot. This is not happening. Um, mm. And then I got to Abu Dhabi and he was like, you fucking left. I can't believe you got on that plane. And he was like, I'm coming over. I've made a mistake. I'm letting you go on your own. 
so anyway I got to Australia like the, it was very it was all very dramatic and very emotional I got to Australia I got myself settled um, at the time I was really big into pole like pole dancing so I found a pole studio got myself a job like I worked for TAFE um, on the phones like enrolling students and stuff and I just like was having fun like meeting people I was just you know what I'm like like I'm a social butterfly I'll talk to anybody I'll be anyone's mm-hmm. friend so I, I just like I got here and I took off straight away I loved it Mm-hmm. a month later my ex came out and he, I've soon realized that his whole purpose of coming out was to take me home it wasn't to experience Australia it wasn't to do anything like he got there he didn't get a job he refused to come out with me he refused to do anything um oh. like he just wanted to was like when are we going home when are we going home and I was like no like I've been, I've been here for a month at this point I was like my visa's a year I at least want to give it three months and see if I like it Anyway, mm. he stayed for like two or three weeks and then he left. Um, yeah. We just fought the whole time. And <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was, it was crazy how like, how it happened. But, and for the fact that it was his idea in the first place, I didn't even want to come. Um, mm. But like, coming back to the whole point of the conversation of if I hadn't have took that leap, oh my mm. God, how different my life would be. Like the opportunity yeah. that the life I've created for myself here, I couldn't have imagined. Like I could never yeah. have dreamed of it, you know? Like mm. the, awesome. the opportunities are just not there in my hometown. Like they're really not. Like yeah. um, the lifestyle's different. England's very like pub life. It's not very health and fitness. Like, yeah, it's just very different. It's cold. Um different people enjoy different things so yeah here it's just definitely like the place for me and obviously I wouldn't have met Shadi I wouldn't be where I am today like my business I wouldn't have met you I don't even think I would have had my own business like I don't know what I would have done like I probably would have been a manager in a call center like which is my purpose go on you mentioned the reason why that you started personal training was because you needed something to study for your visa yeah I did yeah so that little decision actually it's quite fascinating how the decisions that we've made the like that layer upon layer over the years it brings us to where we are today and it's it's cool to be like yeah if I didn't do that one thing well then I wouldn't have done that and that and that and that (laughs) and then I wouldn't be where I am I wouldn't know the people that I do now either yeah that domino effect I always something that always sticks with me and I forget it sometimes in the moment um but when things don't work your way it's always this or something better you know like you think Mm, you want something and like I always have to tell myself when it doesn't work out I'm like okay it's something better like this or something better yeah and it's also like one door closing another door opens it's a similar kind of concept it's so true like yeah when you do take a leap of something you close one door and the next opportunity is there for you because you've actually it's almost like you've opened up your eyes to all of these other things that could be possible whereas previously you were very closed off oh no this is what I'm doing but then when you get rid of that it's like oh wow there's a whole world of things that I can choose from yeah so true like when I went to LA for my comp did I tell you that that story before uh about like how you got there yeah like how I was on a flight home from Thailand and I was like 
looking at looking at comps and stuff and I was I think I was at the airport on my laptop and I was just like you know what I think I want to compete and then I was I like oh, I I'm gonna go to LA huh oh did I not mention I that no I don't think you mentioned that part I think you skipped it oh well <laughs> this is another prime example of this so I decided I was in Thailand on holiday my friend and I'd seen one of my other friends had told me about the WBFF. And I was like, oh, that looks glam. Like, I like the bikinis. I like the hair. Never done a deadlift in my life. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> um, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Um, so I was like, I was looking at um, comps and I saw that there was one in LA. And I was like, oh, okay. So I could have a holiday in LA. And at this point, I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in Australia. So I was like, maybe I could go to LA, see how it is. Maybe I'll move there um mm -hmm. if I like it and then I'll go and I'll do the comp while I'm there so I booked the accommodation I was like I'll take the first step because I know that I'm the type well not I'm not the type of person every single person this is basic human behavior you have an idea and then doubt kills it straight away so I know yes. that when I have an idea I take an action immediately because I know from human behavior if you do not take that action within the first five seconds something's going to squash it. So I'm like, okay, take the action, book the accommodation, everything else will come. So I booked the accommodation. And in my mind, I was like, oh, you know what, worst case scenario, I'll cancel the accommodation anyway. But as long as I've taken the action to build the momentum to get the first step. But anyway, I couldn't cancel the accommodation because I booked it with no bloody cancellation policy. So I would have had to pay the whole however many grand if I cancelled it. Ooh, wow. Um, yeah so that was no going back from that I was going to LA regardless um so then I was like okay wow I'm going to LA like this is happening now I need a coach so I hired my first coach and mm -hmm. um, learned to deadlift learned to squat did all the things <laughs> and, and then I went to LA completely out of my depth like no idea what I was in for I was not mm -hmm. stage ready I think I've told you this part before like it was a big eye-opener but then while I was in LA, I met my coach who got me, my, my second coach who got me stage ready, who actually like, she was like, look, you've got potential, but you need help basically politely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so literally from LA, zero idea of what the fuck I was doing to two months later, placing top 10 in bikini in the mm. gold course, just because I took that leap, booked the flight, mm. And then the steps that followed led me to where I was. But if I would have let fear, doubt, not being ready stop me, I never would have taken any of those steps. I don't even think I would be, I know, I don't, I, I know for a fact I wouldn't be where I am today. I never would have made it to uh, Australian stage if I would have waited until I was ready. Yeah, there's so many things that you said that I freaking love, Hannah. Oh my God. I love when you said about taking action within the first five seconds. And it's kind of like that quote it's like, are you a, a thinker, a talker, or a doer? Ooh. Yeah. So, like, don't just think about it or talk about it. Like, actually put action into your like thoughts and words and do the thing that you're talking about and thinking about because. Otherwise, you'll never do it if you just always think about it, you know? Yes. Do you know what I love about that? And it's something that um, really sticks with me. I actually am so big on integrity and doing what I say that I, what I said, like keeping promises and, and saving face almost. 
And if I put something out there, I'm going to do it and mark my fucking words because I cannot let myself down and let other people down because we're the upholders. (laughs) Yes. I always (laughs) post things on social media. If I know for a fact that I'm a little bit doubtful of that thing um, or like I'm not sure if I really am going to do it, I put it out into the universe. I put it on social media or I tell people that I'm going to do it because then I have to follow through. I have to deliver. Yeah, I love that. You know, when we, we were talking before, um, there was something that you were talking about that I wanted to point out. I feel like it's left me. Oh, I'll have to come back to it, but I freaking love integrity. And I think that it doesn't matter if someone's watching or if someone's not watching, like you should still, yeah, you should still deliver what you said that you were going to do. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know, I'll go on. I, I did have another one. Um, similar to how you mentioned about moving, I mean, not moving countries, but I have moved a few times. Um, I'm from Brisbane and I currently live in Brisbane, but I have lived in Lismore, which is uh, northern New South Wales, so near Byron Bay. Um, and I lived there yeah I lived there when I was doing uni and I, I was probably there for six and a half six and a half years and I I kind of got stuck and it similar thing of just a snap decision I'm moving to Melbourne and then six weeks later I saved and then I moved wow. um and yeah all of the things that came from that oh that's right the thing I was going to say um so how I started with my first coach um, he actually offered me a job on the first call. So the reason I actually was involved with JPS Health and Fitness, which is how I learned all of the evidence-based knowledge that I have about health and fitness um, and everything in between, it was from JPS and everything that we were taught um, in the mentorship and then just being around all the other coaches and the exercise scientists and all of the, um, the dietitians and the physios and everything um, and there was so much et- extra education that we were getting as um, colleagues, I guess you could say. And yeah, so when I first started with my coach, I was on the call with him and he knew that I was finishing my PT, um, my certifications, and I just had to do some placements and that was it. And he was just like talking about how they've got an opening for a female. They really wanted a female. And they think that I was going to be perfect for the job. I had the right personality and I was outgoing and could talk to people and all of that. Plus I was also um, very good with my technique and I was quite strong as well. So they thought that I'd be quite a good role model for the, um, the clients that they have. And yes, yeah, so I ended up uh, doing some placements with them and then I got the job a couple of weeks later. And that was purely from me putting myself out there and hiring someone and then the things, the opportunities that came from that, it just, it just blows my mind to just think that if I didn't ever move to Melbourne, I never would have gotten him as a coach. Then I never would have actually worked for them. I would never have gotten all that knowledge and I wouldn't be where I am right now yeah. in my physique with what I've done training wise and my uh, physique goals, but also with what I've learned for my coaching practice as well. Mm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So 
moving, especially when you're young, can actually be the best thing for you. And I think it's actually important for people to move away from their family when they're young because you can become independent. And I feel like when you're living with your parents, you just you don't have that same independence because your parents are buying all the food, they're buying all the toilet paper and shampoo and conditioner (laughs) and all those bits and bobs. But when you move out, you realize, oh my God, I have to pay for um, dishwashing liquid now. (laughs) And like all this random shit that you don't realize. Um, And it's not just about the financial side of things and paying rent and everything, but it's also just like, you know, choosing when you go to bed and you know, what time you come home and all of these other things that you you can do when you're not living with your parents anymore. Um, so I, I think that moving at a young age for me was like the best thing for my independence. So I literally moved when I was 18. The moment that I could, I was like, yep, I'm moving. Yeah, me too. I moved out really young as well. But you learn so many life lessons. You do. It's so important. But I had to come back to Brisbane because I freaking love it. I love the lifestyle. I love the weather. I love the people, you know, and I can't wait for Hannah to uh, move as well eventually. Yes. (laughs) Watch this space. I'm coming, guys. (laughs) You know, I was also thinking before that when you first, oh, this is what I was going to say before. So when we were talking about doing things, like if you have a thought, doing it straight away, right? When you messaged me probably five, maybe five months ago, five and a half, maybe, I don't know, just before we started the podcast, pretty much a couple of weeks before you pretty much just said, oh, let's start a podcast. And I just said, yep, let's do it. And there was no hesitation, just said, yep, let's go for it and see where it goes. And I just, I had this feeling like a gut feeling that I knew it was the right direction, you know, and it just felt like everything aligned it's exactly what I wanted at that point and you just asked the right question for me to be like yep I'm all in with this Um, and I just think that if we didn't make that decision then things wouldn't be the same today and oh there's just so many things that we can relate in our lives that um, of the, the decisions that we've made that have you know really produced a lot of growth for our um not just like our business side of things but also like our personal growth as well being confident in the like in front of the camera being confident about talking as well like this is a skill all of these things communication is a skill and then being able to listen to the other person as well I think that's really um, important obviously it's one of the most important parts of communication Um, but also I think working alongside someone and Uh, sort of tapping off each other or feeding off each other and being able to um, because everything that you think is obviously inside your head unless you say it out loud no one knows what you're thinking right and so being able to feed off each other I think is kind of a skill that we've developed over the past 18 or 17 podcasts you know, when we first started, we didn't really know when each other was like finished talking. And now it's like, we kind of understand each other's personality better and everything. So it's, it's quite interesting. I could go on all day. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, like what you just said as well is, is perfect for the conversation that we're having about taking risks, because I was so nervous to message you. And oh, I, it yeah. was again, one of them things where I was like, just take the plunge. Like the worst you can do yeah. is say no. I felt like I was asking you out on a date. <laughs> 
so funny. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just going to message her. And I'm like, hey, because I loved you. I loved your vibe. I knew that our, our values were aligned and that we were like similar, going in similar directions. And I just love everything that you're about. So I was like, I'm just going to reach out to her and see if she wants to be my friend. <laughs> and then I got home and you had you didn't message back straight away and I was like looking at my phone and I was like oh my god (laughs) told Shardy my husband I was like I messaged this girl he's like she's gonna think you're the biggest loser she's not gonna reply to you oh my god you're so embarrassing and I was like oh my god I am and then you messaged back and you were like yes I would love to and I was like oh my god she said yes (laughs) take that Shardy (laughs) no I have a girlfriend as well that's so funny freaking love it oh yeah Yeah. so take risks always take risks if you can I mean there is a degree of risk that might not be (laughs) the smartest but you know in terms of a growth perspective then you know it's probably all the realm that we're talking about not jumping off a cliff without a calculated risks and also weigh up the outcomes one of the things actually this is very relevant to what we were talking about this morning and what we're going to be teaching in our um what module one of the modules from our course um is that we teach you how to take how to assess situations and how Mm. you can actually train your mind into one calculating the risks and what's the worst case scenario and what could happen in certain situations and how you can sort of develop your mindset to weigh that up against where you're at now and what's the worst case scenario or what could happen and what's the cost of staying where you're currently at And then you can kind of start to look at it objectively and unlock your subconscious mind to look for solutions. I'm not going to go too much into it because it's a full module of our course. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's not just about jumping off the cliff and taking unnecessary or silly risks, (laughs) but certain risks that are, if they go well, are going to move you forward. Yeah. Oh, I love this chat. So good. We love talking about mindset. (laughs) yes we do and it's something that we're going to be teaching really really heavily in our course and so I'm sure you've heard by now but on the 17th of January our 12-week Elevate and Empower program is launching so it's our doors are open you can sign up now I would get in early because spots are going to fill up fast and we are going to do an orientation call about probably a, a week before um, so get on board as soon as possible. If you've got any questions, please reach out to either of us and message us. Um, and yeah, get signed up. You can check out the link in our bios or go to either of our websites, uh, which are also in the podcast. Is it called a bio? Show notes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> That's funny. And we're also doing lives every Friday as well so that's on instagram so answering any questions that pop up and we'll just be talking a little bit more in detail about the program so if you want to jump on with us we'll give you a heads up the day before um, and let you know what time we'll be on Um, so that's every friday morning usually and um yeah we'll see you tomorrow hopefully yeah lovely jump on our live tomorrow and if you've got any questions like we said message us and you can find me at the Hanasad on Instagram and you are? I'm at coach underscore Nairi. And we will see you next Thursday. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.